Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks. I am your host, Glassford Crossfield, and we are changing the world one podcast at a time. Our wonderful guests, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Jacob Kelly. I'm the host of the podcast, My Social Life. Got you. Uh, so explain what you do for the people that don't know. Yeah, so I host the podcast, My Social Life, which is a top 3% global podcast where I sit down with influencers to learn how they grew on social media so other people can do the same. So that's my podcast. And then I also run influencer marketing for a company called Surf, which is a tech startup out of Toronto. How long, how long did it take you to get that notoriety in podcasting? I honestly wouldn't even say I have the notoriety yet. Like top 3% sounds fancy and everything, but I think it's smaller than people would think it is. Um, so I don't have a crazy amount of notoriety, but the best answer to your question, I could say is three and a half years. I've been doing it for three and a half years. So every single thing I've done up to this point has got the small amount of notoriety for lack of a better word that I have now, but it's just been brick by brick one podcast at a time for three and a half, almost four years now. How did you initially get into uh, podcasting? Like what made you want to get into it? How, how was the ground like? Yeah, so I was doing some vlogs on YouTube and I wanted to learn how to grow my YouTube channel. And I was also listening to a lot of podcasts at the same time. So I was like, what if I started a podcast where I interviewed YouTubers so I could learn how to grow my own YouTube channel? That was kind of the thought. And then as I started doing the podcast, I realized I had more of a knack for podcasting. You know, people were making comments that they like my podcast. They like my interviews. They like my voice even. And I was getting more comments about my podcast than I ever got about my vlogs. And I was like, oh, maybe there's something here with the podcast that wasn't there with the vlog channel. And so I decided to kind of slow down the vlogs. I'd only do them kind of just for fun. I don't really focus on them anymore. And then I just started focusing on the podcast. So that's kind of why I started was to learn how to grow. Plus, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And then it just ended up sticking. So what did you want to do with your life after high school? I've never really had like a big plan in terms of what I wanted to do or like, this is where I'm taking things. So after high school, I just wanted to do marketing was kind of like the broad term. That's what I ended up getting into school for. So there was no like real, like I want to be a radio host, which is why I thought podcasting was interesting. I mean, like YouTube and being a YouTuber was something I thought was kind of cool when I graduated high school, but which is 2015. So like YouTube wasn't where it was today. So like not all my friends thought YouTube was this cool thing. So I thought being a YouTuber was kind of interesting, um, but there was never a grand plan or vision or anything like that. So I was kind of just honestly just kind of taking it as life came at me and figuring it out from there. Got you. So did you go to college? Yeah, I did two years at a, it, I guess the closest equivalent would be like kind of like a community college. So I did two years. I don't have a degree. I just got a diploma in marketing after two years and that was it. You get a diploma after two years of college in Canada? Yeah. So what do you get in high school? You get a diploma as well. Interesting country. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting country. Okay. Um, what are some of the notable names that you interviewed? Or who are um, some of the notable names? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I've, one of the biggest is Sean Does Magic. He's got over 20 million on TikTok. Um, so, oh, I've had him on the show. Sean? Yeah. Oh, I've had him three times. The longest. You said a few times? Yeah, three times I've had him on the show. Nice. So. Wow. Him and I, I, I got him on the podcast before he really popped. Like 
I reached out to him in 2019 and I, I just happened to stumble onto his Instagram and I saw he had like 1 million followers on TikTok. And I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. Like, let me reach out to this guy. And he was like, 100%, I'll come on your show. And then I think he had 1.7 by the time he recorded. By the time the episode dropped, like a month later, he had 3 million and then he just didn't stop. And he was just like going, like from that point on, he was just like a million plus a month. And then eventually he had 15 million. He texted me. He's like, yo, I'll come back on the show. I got 15 million now. Like we've moved to, we're starting this content house. So he came back on the show and then we just ended up doing another one a few months ago. So now we're saying, we'll just do another podcast every year and make it a tradition. So mm. um, I've, had, nice. I've had Sean on the show. Yeah. Uh, any Anyone else? Oh, oh yeah. Any of Sorry. Um, I've had... <laughs> People like uh, Just Dustin, who's a YouTuber, he's got over 5 million subscribers now. Um, Zeb Siegel, who co-founded Starbucks, I had him on the show. Um, Tom Dreesen, who opened for Frank Sinatra for 13 years. He's a famous comedian. I had him on the podcast. Um, I mean, I could sit here for forever and tell you what different people have had on my show, but those are just a couple of the big names that off the top of my head. I saw you did something uh, relating to David Dobrik. Yeah, I did a documentary about David like I released that probably just over a year ago now. And that was just something I was like, let me try this. And this just kind of seems fun. So I just made a full, like 90 minute full movie documentary about David. This is before his scandals and everything. Um, but it was, it was a 90 minute documentary about David Dobrik and like why I think he's going to become a late night host. And that's the real kind of like driving mission for him behind all of his content. And it was like, I think there was like eight chapters or something. And I broke it down and it was, it took me like three months to do, but that was a ton of fun. How do you get in contact with these notable names? So I didn't show, just for clarification, I didn't work with David on that documentary. Like he wasn't involved okay. in any capacity. Like I just kind of did that on my own and, and did that. But like people like Sean or just Dustin or just any of the other, like I've had some YouTubers like Loverfell on my podcast, different people like that. A lot of it is just through shooting my shot, you know, finding their email, their manager's email, sending them an email with like a, I don't know, a template, but like with my, like my pitch, why they should come on my podcast, a little bit of my show. I include like a, a one pager about the podcast in there. Um, really just shooting my shot. Sometimes it's through connections and things like that. Like I'll have someone on the show and they're like, Oh, you got to talk to this person next. And so I'll get people that way. Um, but for the most part, it's honestly just shooting my shot and hoping someone says yes. Yeah. I'm much of the same for, for me as well. Just send out the yeah. and hope 10 get back to you. That's just it. Who are some people that uh, you would like to interview that you haven't interviewed yet? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, like the easy answer is like Gary V. I don't know if you guys are Gary V guys or not, but like oh. I've been a Gary V guy for a while. Um, I actually, I went to New York when I started my podcast. I recorded 10 episodes in New York and we got, we recorded a couple in Vayner. Gary wasn't there. Um, but we got inside Vayner. We recorded a couple podcasts when we were there. Um, but so I think Gary V is a big one um, that I'd like to have on the show. Philip DeFranco is another one of my favorite YouTubers. I've been watching him since I was like 15 years old. So for almost 10 years now, I've been watching him. So I think he would be cool. Um, Casey Neistat, of course, I think would be really interesting to sit down with. Kind of like outside of the like creator space and things like that. I think like someone like Quentin Tarantino is someone I think would be interesting. Logic is another one. Like I'm fascinated by people who are like multifaceted in terms of their artistry. So like, yes, Logic's a great rapper, but he's also a writer. He's a movie. He's like working on a screenplay. He's written books. Like I'm interested in people like that who are so creative that they can express it in multiple forms at a high level. So Logic's another person I would like to have on the show. What about Childish Gambino? Yeah. 
he would be sick i'd love to have him you know again another comedian actor rapper artist like he would be sick as well like someone like that like 100 percent. just anybody like that who's just like i said multifaceted in their artistry what is the best piece of advice you can give to someone who's trying to start their podcast trying like trying to like hasn't started yet yeah I think the biggest thing is you just got to start it. Cause it's like, I wanted to start my show for like six months before I actually started it. You know, like I got gear for Christmas and didn't launch, start recording episodes until June. Like I was just trying to get everything perfect. And how do I record? And how do I, what does the cameras got to look like? How do I do all these things? And then when I finally took the time to record my first episode, I still had no idea what I was doing. And like the best way to learn is by doing. And like, everyone's so worried about having like the perfect way to start, but no one's watching you in the beginning. So use that to your advantage. Use that as your time to mess up, make mistakes and learn as you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just the best way. It's just to actually start it and, and yeah, just start recording, start interviewing people and, and get better by doing. What's the best piece of advice you would give to someone who already has started a podcast? I think don't, don't be afraid to reach out to anybody. Like, I feel like when I started my show, one thing is I was like, oh, I want to get this person on the podcast, but oh, I don't know. I shouldn't reach out to them yet. I'm not big enough. Or once I interview this person, then I can ask this person to come on my show. But like, you never know who's going to say yes. And so by not reaching out to that person, you're saying no for them. You're not even giving them the shot to say yes. Cause you're saying no before you even ask them. So just shoot your shot. Cause you never actually know who's going to say yes. And if someone doesn't say yes, it's never no forever. It's just no for right now. So that means maybe in six months you've gotten some bigger guests and now they'll come on your show. So my biggest advice is don't be afraid to shoot your shot and just reach out to someone and ask them to come on your podcast. Cause one, you'll never know who's going to say yes. And two, even if you get a no, like I said, it's not no forever. It's just no for now. What do you think is the best way to market a podcast? TikTok, hundred percent TikTok is the best way right now. TikTok and, and YouTube to an extent, like YouTube's great for discoverability. Cause like when you go to your podcast app, they're not recommending new podcasts for the most part. Like there are spots where that happens, but like for smaller new shows, like that's not happening, but that's happening on YouTube. Like my interview with Just Dustin has 820,000 views because on YouTube, it got picked up on the algorithm and started showing it to all of his fans and all of his fans started watching it and watching it for a long time. I think the, the watch time on that's like an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. It's like, there's a high retention on that video with 820,000 views, like it's over, I think over a million watch hours now on that one podcast. So I think YouTube is important for discoverability and kind of like getting people to watch the longer interviews, but just to make people aware of who you are in your podcast, TikTok, a hundred percent. What are some of the best ways to market on TikTok? Because for me, what I do is I just kind of screen record some of the best parts of, of, of my podcast on uh, YouTube and I post it on TikTok. Mm but you probably have some better strategies. So what I'm doing right now is I have a couple different, like not series, but like content pillars that I go for my TikTok. So some of my TikTok is like me recording direct to camera. So it doesn't have anything to do with my podcast, but it's just making people kind of like not a fan, people aware of me, maybe a fan of me. And then when they realize I have a podcast, they'll go watch it. Cause most of the podcasts mm -hmm. I watch, I don't like see a clip from a podcast. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go listen to that show. Usually it's like, I find out who the host is. I like the host. And so the host has, has a podcast that I'll go listen to. I like the person first before I like their podcast. So I don't just have podcast content on there. I have some content of just me so people can get to know me and kind of build a relationship with me on TikTok. And then they go to my podcast. Then I've also got some clips from my show. And so what I'll do for that is usually 
in the podcast, sometimes you can have a good hook just from this conversation that we're having, but oftentimes it's tough to find like a perfect built for TikTok hook. So I'll record like a three second hook and then add the video in after. So I'll be like, are you like, are you struggling to grow on TikTok right now? These are three things you have to do. And then it'll cut to it by podcast where my guest is saying three things that you have to do to grow on TikTok. It's like my question, I might be meandering and how I asked it, or it might not be perfect. So I make the hook perfect to get that person's attention. And then I'll put, lead them in with, and I'll lead in with the hook. And then I'll drop in the podcast clip after the fact. So that's what I've been doing for my show. I'm not massive on TikTok. I just passed 4,000 followers. I've only been doing it for probably like four or five months. So I'm not growing too quickly, but like I'm seeing some steady growth day over day, month over month. So that's what I'm doing on TikTok right now. Do, do you expect what you're doing now to one day be your main, one of your main sources of income to where it's like you can live life just off podcast like a Joe Rogan? I mean, like that'd be kind of sweet. It could be. Um, it very well could be. I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like, like whether it's my full-time job or not. I think I'm building towards that eventually. Um, but I think another thing that people don't realize with podcasting is like, yes, that could ultimately be the thing where your podcast becomes your full-time job. But also the podcast itself can, is such a powerful networking tool that you can find other opportunities outside of the podcast because of your show. Cause like there's some stuff I can't fully talk about from like, cause of like NDAs and stuff, some potential future opportunities I'm working on right now that have come through the podcast that have would have never happened had I not had the show. And so the podcast gives you an excuse to talk to people. So many of these people I've had on my show, like the co-founder of Starbucks, if I just ask him to come talk to me for an hour, he's going to say no. But if I ask him to come talk to me for an hour and I'll hit record before we start talking and post it on the internet, now he's got all the time in the world to talk to me. So yes, the show may be down the line or podcasting as an as a art form could become a bigger part of my my day job. But what's more value that I find is the relationships I've made on the back of the podcast that is leading to opportunities that would have never happened had I not started the show. That is a very interesting way of putting it. And I always say, because I know so many talented people, I know so many funny people. And I always, I tell a lot of people, you should start a podcast, you should start a blog, you should start a YouTube, man. And they really don't, the connections is really is like phenomenal, mm -hmm. for real. That's all it is. Like I've thought about starting like a separate podcast that I just do is like purely networking. Like I'm interested in film and movies and writing. Mm. It's like, what if I start a podcast that's just interviewing people in the film industry? And like, I don't have to put like, I wouldn't market it the same way I market this show. I wouldn't do the clips. I wouldn't do all this other stuff. It would literally just be Zoom calls that I'd record and I'd post after. I wouldn't edit them. I'd just let them go completely raw up into the internet. But like, just to use it as a way to meet people. Cause like trying to meet people in the film industry is a very gated community. So it's tough mm -hmm. to kind of break in. So they use the podcast as the vehicle to get me through that gate and talk to people. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely like down the line, I was thinking I really want to host some networking events, mm -hmm. you know, and when, when you have uh, the level of influence that I hope to have one day, it will be very easy to have like-minded people in the same room. 100%. But you can honestly even start small now. Like I'm sure there's probably like three to six people in your network that might not know each other that you think might vibe well and you just organize a dinner. It doesn't have to be a big event with like hundreds of people. Like you can start small today and start making relationships that way. And then if you're known as the connector guy, like that's a powerful thing too, right? So like you could even start doing something like that today, just on a small scale. Yeah, I definitely, I, I didn't think about it that way. That's definitely a, a way to think of things. 
for sure. And I live in New York City too, so you know. Hundred percent, man. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of people there. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, and like even too, like there's advantages to doing it in a smaller setting because now you get the chance to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred people in a room. You don't get the chance to talk to at least on a meaningful level. But if it's six guys at a dinner for two, three hours, like there's going to be some solid conversations, some solid relationships being built there. So that could lead to more beneficial things than a hundred people in a room that you talk to for forty-five seconds each. Mm. Got you. So what are some of the best ways to market yourself as an influencer? I still think TikTok is 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 huge. Like TikTok's just the way the algorithm works. It might not work right off the bat for you, but if you can figure out what works for you, it's just unmatched in terms of the reach you can get, the potential that it has. And so I think TikTok 100% is the best way to market yourself. And again, it's going to take some time to figure it out. Like so many people, like they hear TikTok, they post five times, they don't get a million views. And they're like, it doesn't work. What are you talking about? But just keep pushing. And like, once it does work, it's going to work really, really well. Like I have a friend who had posted, I think 702 times before going really viral on TikTok, Mm. but he did. And I don't know if you guys have heard the songs on TikTok, like they call me, um, they call me Tiago, my heart went oops the muffins in the freezer song. They're like huge songs that popped in 2020 or 2020. Um, and it's all from this guy that I know his name's Tiags. He's from Ottawa, actually. Uh, he's a rapper now. He's signed to a label and everything off the back of TikTok. And again, like just grinding out videos, like setting was 702 or something like that. Over 700, I know for sure, before he went viral. So you just gotta keep going. And then once you figure out what works, double down on that thing. And, and then it's, it's just powerful what can happen. Consistency is key. Consistency is so key. I think it's, and it's a balance, right? Like I'm so torn between like, I've been consistent with my podcast and it's helped me out a ton, but it's also like with that David Dobrik thing, like that's one of my most favorite things I've ever done. And I spent like three months on it. So I'm kind of balancing between like working on long-term projects, but also trying to like put out a TikTok every day. Cause that's very, two very different things. And I have a different relationship with both of those things. So it's like consistency is important, especially in the beginning, but I also enjoy doing a long-term project where I can't be as consistent, but I know that's not necessarily optimal for a social media world. So how, describe how hard it is for you to put out consistent quality podcasts on the regular basis. It's a ton of work, man. Cause I do it all by myself, right? Like I don't have a team. I don't have an editor. I do the, the whole thing. So like it's, there's, I got to figure out who it fits the niche of the podcast. Like, so it's social media creators for the most part. So it's like finding people with big followings on TikTok and YouTube, finding what their email is. That's not always easy. Sometimes, sometimes I just can't find it at all. And I don't reach out, but there's different places. I look trying to find the email to reach out to these people. So then it's, once I have that sending them the email, I have to keep track of everybody. So I built this like tracker in this app called Notion that keeps track of every single person I've reached out to have they responded to me. No, yes, like all these things. So I have to update this tracker so I know where I'm at kind of in terms of conversations with everybody. And then once they do say yes to coming on the show, then we got to book a time to have them come on the podcast. And once they have booked, you got to prep. And I spend probably like two to four hours prepping per guest on my podcast right now. So like, I got to do all that research and organizing the research. So it makes sense. So the, when I do my interviews, there's a very specific structure I follow. So making sure the research is in that structure. So the conversation flows and it's having that conversation with that person for an hour, hour and a half. Then after that, it's editing the podcast, sending it to them so they can review the podcast and then making any edits that they want. Then from there, 
I got to schedule the podcast, both audio and video, design the thumbnail, make the cover art. And then from there, I record a thing called The Takeaways, which is a solo episode that I do by myself where I break down my podcast. Then I got to record that, schedule that, edit that. And then after that, I have to go and cut a couple pieces of social content. So I'll do that. Those just the social pieces on their own takes me probably one to two hours to edit two TikToks. And then I got to record the intros to those two TikToks, edit those, put them together. And that's kind of the whole thing. So it's like a part-time job for me to do this whole podcast on my own. I've been doing it, like I said, I've been consistently every single week for three and a half years now. And so like, it's a lot of work to do a podcast and people don't necessarily always realize how much work can go into doing something like that. So probably like 15, 20 hours a week, at least. So why not get to a team? Financially, I don't think it makes sense for me right now. I'm not making enough money to, uh, to hire somebody. Um, so I think ultimately that'd be, that would be awesome to have someone do the editing and have someone, you know, maybe do the outreach. Um, but right now I'd still make enough to hire somebody for it to like, I wouldn't be, I'd be losing money every month if I were to hire somebody. So that, that's why I've been doing it all myself. Gotcha. I heard, I heard you're like, you're like the Nardwar of podcasting <laughs> where you, you find these unique and intricate questions that kind of take people aback like ah like how do you did somebody contact you who do you work for type of thing yeah so, have you ever considered interviewing nardwar and nardwaring nardwar <laughs> i think that would be cool that's something i've thought about nardwar and also um sean evans the host of hot ones he's he's good at finding little things about people too it's like those two guys would be, i'd like to interview for sure i've gone i think you my buddy jamie is who told you that mm-hmm. uh, jamie lee but i've gotten the nardwar comparison a couple times i've gotten the sean evans one a couple times i think it'd be cool to sit down and try and do that to those two guys and find little things about them that they wouldn't expect so can you explain your researching process how much work goes into that and do you oftentimes like kind of get it straight from a source like a reliable like a family member or this is all online all online i never go straight to i've i don't think i've ever gotten anything from a source maybe like once or twice but that's rare um so it's not complicated it's just a lot of work to do it so like i will go to google and i will search up my guest's name in different combinations like maybe just their name maybe their name TikTok if they're a TikToker or anything i can kind of find about them i'll search it up in google and then i'll go through five pages deep on google and click on every single link that's relevant about that person and then i'll keep going every page after five until i hit a page where i don't click on any links so i'll do that so i'll go through google i'll download every podcast they've been on i don't listen to every podcast anymore when someone's done like 20 podcasts I don't have that much time, um, but I'll listen to like two, three, maybe four. So I'll, I'll read all these articles that I can. I'll go deep on their Instagram. I'll watch a lot of TikToks. I'll watch their YouTube. I'll listen to the podcast. And usually somewhere in there, I'll find one or two things. Sometimes in my Google, like maybe I'll find that like you ran track in high school and like this, you know what I mean? Like just random stuff. Like, oh, you want to track like a, a state track beat or something like that. Or you were like Illinois state golfer of the year in your grade nine year or something like that. Um, but like, I usually just find one or two little things and I'll find a way to weave it in somewhere. Um, so that's how I do is just by looking everywhere for the most part and just going deep into the internet and seeing what I can find. You do all that and find one or two things. I mean, like I'll have more like relevant, like relevant stuff, but like, I'll find the things that people won't expect me to know. You know what I mean? Like just those little, those little details that no one should know I'll find, but like, there's not always a ton of them, but like in that research, I'll find like pages and pages of notes that I'll take that I'll incorporate into my podcast. Um, but those things that they won't expect me to know, there's usually one or two of those things. Wow. That's an intense amount of work. 
for just for that kind of that aha moment. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I mean, it also helps like, cause then like, I'll know the guests so well that like, I'll be good in that conversation. Like just doing all that. Like I know all the directions this podcast could go. So I'm prepared for pretty much any direction mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, so it's relevant to also just for the greater interview, but like out of that process will come those, those little nuggets. Have you ever like creeped anyone out? Like, like Nardwar does? Not to the level Nardwar does where like anybody's like walking away from my interview or anything like that. Um, but there's been times where like people will like stop there. Like it'll kind of like really throw them off to like, how did you, how did you know that? And I'll never, ever tell them where I got it. I'll just say, I don't remember. It's been a minute since like, cause like once they know where I found it, they go, oh yeah, that's right. And then the, the magic's gone. So I never reveal <laughs> where I actually find it from. I always lie and say, I can't remember. Um, sometimes it's true. Cause sometimes I just find it in so many different places that I don't know where, but for the most part, I'll remember and I won't tell them where. Um, but I've definitely had some people who are like, how did like, it'll really throw them off their game for a couple of seconds. I have to like take a minute to, to figure out like how to answer that question. Cause I will have no idea. Like I can see them trying to figure out where I would have find that found that information. Um, never as crazy as Nardwar, but I've had some pretty fun, fun reactions for sure. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned from podcasting? It's a good question. I don't know if I have a really good answer for that in terms of like the best. I think it comes back to all, shooting your shot is one thing for sure. Like I talked about that earlier. That's been a big lesson for me. It's like you never know who's who's going to say yes. You also never know who's watching. Like maybe you have 50 watchers, but one of those person is really relevant. That's going to lead to an opportunity. I think that's huge. I think just putting yourself out there with any form of content, right? Like if people know what you're doing and you're sharing what you're doing, and what your goals are, like people will help you if they know what you're working on. So putting yourself out there, putting your goals out there, like that will just attract people to you that are like-minded and want to help you achieve those goals. Like, because people know I have a podcast, people will hit me up and be like, Oh, I know this person that should come on your show. And like, they're not hitting me up if they don't know I have a podcast. So it might not like if the person listening to this isn't a podcaster, but they have another goal, like share that goal out there so people are aware so they know how to help you like we don't need to ask for it. sometimes the help just comes if people know what you're working towards would you say that it helps greatly with your social skills as well probably not because it's so much work i feel like it's an imp negatively impacting the social life you know what i mean because i don't have all the time in the world because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing a lot of this on evenings and weekends that gets in the way of the social life a little bit um but it's interesting. Like, I feel like when I do my podcast, I'm in like a different frame of mind than when I'm just hanging out with someone else. Like, it's like, I don't, I feel like my conversation skills are all right in real life, but it's completely different having a conversation with someone than the way I do my podcast. So I feel like I'm I, like a lot of people say they want their podcast to be a conversation, but for me, it's very much an interview. So it's like a different frame of mind when I'm in a podcast versus just like hanging out with a group of people. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. What does the future of podcasting look like to you? That's a good question. And I don't really know, like I don't have, I haven't studied this enough to have a good answer. If I was just to make some like off the cuff predictions, which like don't hold me to, cause like, again, I haven't done a lot of research, but I feel like we're going to start to see more and more like the podcasting might become a little bit more fragmented. Like we're seeing Spotify really throw some huge money into podcasting right now, YouTube but like well. YouTube as well. But I, so I would expect to see a lot, like you used to be able to just go to your podcast app and listen to all your favorite podcasts. But now it's like, what if I have a favorite podcast on YouTube, one on Spotify, one on Amazon? Like, I feel like we're going to start to see that happen more and more. We're like exclusive deals. So we're going to see kind of the industry get fragmented a little bit, kind of like a 
<laughs> exactly. Kind of like, or like with like the streaming wars where like you need Netflix, Disney plus Hulu, HBO max. You know what I mean? Like there's all these places you can go to get your content that you can't get it all in one place anymore. I think we're going to still see that. I think YouTube is going to be huge for podcasting. Like I said, because of the discoverability that you have on there. Um, I think those are, but the biggest one I think is we'll continue to see the industry fragment a little bit as, as companies are trying to take advantage of podcasting and, and, and make money and they're going to be throwing a lot of money around. So I think we're still early days in podcasting. There's a lot of money to be made. So for anyone that hasn't started yet, there's still a ton of opportunity on the table for anyone that's just starting. Would, would you say that the podcast industry is trending upwards? For sure. I'd say so. I think like, I think it's probably trended downwards slightly like in the pandemic it probably trended downwards because no one was going on a commute no one was going to the gym you know what i mean like it was a time when a lot of people would listen to their podcast was gone like i even noticed that like just anecdotally that like my podcast consumption was down and so i'm assuming it probably dropped slightly during the pandemic but i think it's rebounded and it's definitely on the way up and we're going to see more and more over the next five ten years who do you look up to in the podcasting space and how can others get to that? Yeah. in the podcasting, space, I really like Stephen Bartlett who does diary of a CEO. He's from the UK. That's one of my favorite podcasts right now. Um, I just think the way that they're doing it is really, really interesting. They're having these like deep and meaningful conversations with a bunch of people like you wouldn't necessarily expect. Like you had a guy from one direction talking about like, um, all the, tr like the troubles of being so famous, so young, he's had like Pierce Morgan, he's had authors, he's had musicians, YouTubers, like he has a wide range of guests, but they have these really deep and meaningful conversations. And he's also a really successful person. He's the youngest dragon on Dragon's Den, which is like the shark tank equivalent in the UK. He's their youngest person to ever be on, like to be one of the, the sharks. He's the youngest person ever to do that in the UK. Um, he's under 30. He built a huge business, like $300 million. Um, really successful smart dude and he's young so i just really enjoy his podcast that's one i listen to all the time um i'm trying to think of some other ones trendifier which is a podcast i think it's out of jersey actually by this guy named julian dory and i just had him on my podcast and i just have a ton of respect for him and what he's building because like he's putting in work like i put in a lot of work on my podcast and like i do nothing compared to this guy like he quit his job and just went all in on his podcast and like he'll spend like 15 hours making one TikTok, and like mm. he's just putting in the work to, and he's having success now and like he's earned every little bit of that success like he is like the definition of grinding is this guy like, i don't think he's seen the sun in two years he's putting in so much work and like <laughs> i just respect like that work ethic to put that much work into it and like have that belief in yourself to to take that shot to not have a job and be like that's fine i'm gonna do this podcast that has a hundred listeners right now i know i can grow it and he's absolutely doing it right now so he's someone that I, i've been looking up to just for his his work ethic and the belief in himself that he has in the podcasting space those are two off the top of course there's like your tim ferris's your lewis howes like those i listen to as well but two that i like that not everybody listens to that i know like aren't quite at that level yet is trend of fire and and diary of the ceo and how can you how would you suggest others reach that that level what would you suggest that they do I mean, it's tough for me to kind of, cause like I'm not at that level yet. Right. So it's tough for me to know, I think, but I think the thing is, is like studying people and how they got there. Like, that's one thing I'm trying to do more of right now is like, I used to, like, I would like, I'll listen to a bunch of different podcasts and like, with like a bunch of different people on it. And like, that's cool. And I get a little bit out of it, but what I'm trying to do now is like when I find somebody and I'll listen to an interview that I like, I'll try and go deep on that person. So like, I don't know, have you guys seen the defiant ones documentary about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Ivey and it came out a few years ago? 
No. No. So I watched that a couple of weeks ago and I really connected with kind of Jimmy Iovine and his story. And so I, when I downloaded every single Jimmy Iovine interview I could find, and I found all the ones on YouTube I could find. And now instead of listening to like 20 different people in a week, I'm just going deep and listening to all Jimmy Ivey interviews for like a week, two weeks to have a really good understanding of him and his story. Or like I did that with David Goggins before, like I read Goggins book. I listened to all his interviews. Like then you just get like a, a better idea of who that person is. And you can almost like when you're in a situation, you'll know better. like, what would this person say or do in that situation? Because you've listened to them for so long, you'll kind of have an idea of what advice they would give you in that moment. Yeah. I got to interview David Goggins too, man. He's freaking God, He's the man. Have you have you spoken to him? I haven't spoken to him, but I've just I've just like I said, I listened to his book, I read his book, I listened to a bunch of interviews. Like he's just, but he's just the mentality of that guy. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Paul, you have any more questions? That's all I got. That is all I have for you today. I thank you sincerely for taking the time out to speak to us. Of course. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. And like, can I ask you guys questions? Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm not ready to be Nardbar. This is regular questions. Regular questions. I haven't done any research, so you're okay, good. I'm okay, not okay. pulling anything out. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm just curious, guys. Like, what is what's your? How long have you guys been doing this podcast? And like, what's the goal? Uh, late late 2020 is 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 when I started. Uh, that's when. But when I first started, it was just strictly audio. Is what I was mm. doing. The the video aspect of it and the Zoom aspect of it. I would say that really kind of started, I think last year is when like, I really started like doing the Zooms and stuff. I think late last year. Yes. Okay. Or mid last year. No, probably late last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, what's the goal? The goal? So some some of my channel, I talk about uh, relationships and stuff, and then I, but a lot of what I've been doing recently is just interviewing people of... Of, of influence much like what what, you, what you're doing so mm -hmm. I, I would say that the ultimate goal is just to help people see things from a unique perspective help people uh, uh provide people the understanding and uh just uh to help uh bring people together okay and you're doing that through the podcast or other types of content too yeah really 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 through the podcast on tiktok i kind of I, I put some clips up there, but not with any real consistency. Uh, I'm, I do get discouraged by the lack of numbers. So that's but I got to mm -hmm. push through that mentally. And I don't do like the kind of the, the good stuff that you do with like the, the phone recording and stuff of you. just. Yeah. I don't do that. I just do just take the clips and put them on there. Uh, outside of that, it's YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, I have an Instagram page as well, but I haven't posted over there in a long time as well. So mainly, mainly YouTube is what I'm doing. What you should do for the podcast, and this is what Sean told me to do. Sean Does Magic told me this. He was like, go to like, search up like podcast on TikTok or different podcast hashtags. And you can see all the top podcast videos that have come out. And so figure out why those podcast clips did well and try to reverse engineer that and how you can apply that to yourself. So like go, you can see the viral videos from other podcasts. So you can learn what works on TikTok. It's all there. You just gotta figure out how to apply it to what you're doing. And that's some advice Sean gave me when he came on my show last time was to do something like that. It's cause you can see what works on TikTok and you just gotta apply it for yourself. Gotcha. You know, cause like, 
because that's what I'm doing. Like, and granted, it's kind of working for me, but I have 4,000 followers. There's people with big more followers than I do that are getting way more views. It's like, how are they doing it differently than how like you or I are doing it right now? And how can you apply that to what you're doing? Got you. Yeah. Definitely trying to be a household name for sure, though. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. so, like, I'm curious, like, beyond just being like, what do you want to be known for? You know, I was talking to this guy on my podcast last week who's got like 670K on TikTok. He works for Gary V. His name's Sean Malay. And we're talking about how, like, so many people want to be known, but they don't know what they want to be known for. So I'm curious what you guys want to be known for. You know what I mean? Like there's lots of ways you can go viral. There's lots of things you can be known for. And so many people now are so caught up with wanting to be known. They forget to ask themselves what they want to be known for. And they'll do anything just to get that viral feeling. And so like, I'm curious and like, maybe you don't have an answer and something to think about, but like, what do you guys want to be known for? Me personally or, or my, the, the brand, the podcast. You personally, because the brand and the podcast is an extension of you. So I think you got to know what you want and then let your content map to your ambition got you i want to be someone i want to be known for lighting up every room that i walk into um helping people be the best version of themselves i want to be known for uh giving people opportunities and putting other people in a position to give other people opportunities um I want to be known for helping people be uh, uh, the best version of themselves in every single category of their lives. I want to be known for, I wrote this stuff down, so I'm trying to reiterate what I wrote down. But I wrote that I want to be massively impactful and influential and to influence people to be the best version of themselves in every single category in their life and to be impactful to touch as many people as they can in a positive way. What about you, man? It's crazy because I never thought about it like that. Um, I guess I always thought about it in a business sense of money. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's I, I don't honestly it's never really necessarily been for the love of people. I'm really not a people person, but it's I, I see what like what Joe Ooh. Rogan is doing or you know, what million dollars worth of game is doing to, and how hmm? to have that, that influential platform, right? Yeah. I, I guess it's have to you really, always mean something. I, I guess it's just to really be influential and to, to leave, I basically to never be forgotten. Leave a legacy. Or, huh? Yeah. Leave, leave, leave a legacy with a podcast or, my voice in a sense almost kind of like a Charlemagne the God type thing because mm-hmm. I think that's really the vibe I've, I've given off uh, when we when we've done interviews mostly interviews when when we recorded in the studio and had uh, guests on because uh, uh, there, there was a time where we were just talking about men and women and how we're different in relationships and stuff like that kind of like a Kevin Sam's the roommates type vibe and that was like the approach I was pretty much going for was like a not necessarily going for uh, but it was like a Charlemagne the top the god type vibe but it's just more so to really leave a mark and to never be forgotten um because I want to make 
a living out of this. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess people say it's wrong because it's like, oh, for money, for money. And I always hear if it's if, if you're doing it for that, then you won't really go anywhere. But, you know, I'm not just doing it for poops and giggles, you know. Like, yeah, no, I hear you. Like, and it's okay, I think, to say that you want to do it for money. Like, to your point, like, you, being a starving artist is like, I don't think that's cool. Like, if you can be an artist and make money too, like, that's awesome. But I also think it's a conversation of like, how much money, like, would you rather be doing this podcast and each making like 75K a year or doing something else and making half a mil that you hate doing? Like it's, I think that's part of the conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's okay to want money and need money because you need money to survive. But it's like, also it's like, how much money? What's enough? And like, you can be happy as fuck and make a little bit and make less or be miserable and make more. I think the option is to to make, but again, there's also a conversation like how much money do you need, right? Like making $22,000 a year probably isn't a comfortable living and that will negatively impact your art. Like doing these podcasts, if you know you're only making 22K a year and it's your only source of income, puts unnecessary pressure and all this stuff on your art. So it's like, there's a certain threshold you probably need. So I think saying you need money is an okay thing. I think it's also like, if it's just for the money though, I think that's where there's a problem. But I think it's irrational to say that I don't care about the money when like, Money is what puts the house, it puts the roof over your head and the food on your table. So I think it's okay to say you're doing it for money, but I think it's like making sure that that doesn't get in the way of creating the art you want to create or doing the show you want to do. I, I agree. And I think podcasting for me is more so therapeutic uh, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And we've met a lot of amazing, miraculous people that have really shifted our mindset you know, in, in a ridiculous way to where it's like, we see why they got to where they are. And we want to get there, you know? So when we, they pour into, like a lot of the people we interview, even you, like you guys pour into us and we take that and we run with it. So that's one of the best things that I love about podcasting because it's so effort, effortless, effortless and it's therapeutic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. I I feel that you know, like it's like I get into a flow when I do podcasts. You know what I mean? Like time moves differently when I'm in a podcast. You know, it moves faster and slower at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like, damn, it's only been forty five minutes. But I'm like, man, we've talked talked about all this stuff in forty five minutes. Like it's weird. It's like it's a different it's a different zone. That was a great question. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm I'm definitely gonna think about that. Yeah. More often, you know, what's your why? You know, at the end of the day. Hmm. And I think like with the, what's your why, I feel like another thing that a lot of people worry about is like, what's my passion. But I think trying to find what your passion is out the gate is a hard thing to do. And like, I just read a book by this guy named Cal Newport who talks about like passion develops over time as you get good at something. And as you put time into something. And so like, maybe when you started this show, like you guys weren't passionate about it. But now that you've been doing it for, for so long, like you'll become more and more passionate about it as you go. And so passion develops over time as you do something longer and you get better at it. And so people get so confused trying to figure out what their passion is in the beginning because they won't have a passion when they do something once or twice. It's when you stick with something for a long period. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like for some, for some people, you probably just wanted to work out just to, you know, just be in a little bit better shape. But then after a while you start seeing the results of your body, then working out becomes a lifestyle, then working out becomes a passion. Mm-hmm. After you start to see the tangible results of the fruits of your labor. 
hundred percent. And it's also not getting discouraged when you don't see those results. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's a big thing. It's just how you got, you got to keep going. Like, you know, I, for my podcast for a long time, the show wasn't getting, the show still isn't getting crazy downloads in the first week, but like there's a long period where it was even like 25 downloads a week. And no one knew that from the outside. No one could tell. Cause you can't see podcast numbers, but like I was doing 25 downloads a week for like a long ass time. I just kept going. Cause I didn't get caught up in the numbers. Like sure. Sometimes I would get discouraged, but never enough to let it stop me. And I would just keep going. And because I kept going, it's led to these opportunities that I've got coming up. What do you, how old are you first? 24. Nice. I'm 26. Well, what do you, you, what, what, uh, platform do you use to podcast? Like in terms of like promote, like pushing it out there. Well, like I use anchor. What do you use? I use simple cast. Um, right now but i think i'm gonna switch to uh zencast or not zencaster sorry um sounder and sounder actually just sponsored my show for they did they, they put a couple ads in my podcast recently and they just have a really interesting platform that does has like an ai tool that reads like that creates um show show notes for your whole podcast like they transcribe the whole podcast and then from that transcription they have an ai tool that pulls out the keywords so you can write your description and your title with the most relevant keywords from your interviews like there's some really cool stuff that these people doing they just sponsored my podcast that we just did a four episode run where they had an ad read or a four week run i should say which has two episodes a week so eight episodes um i think if i was starting my show today i probably would i would go with them um but i've just been with simple cast and it's such a complex process to shift especially because I have hundreds of episodes to shift that over to a new host. So that's, I'm still with Simplecast, but I think Sounder is, is one I would recommend anybody check out if, if they're new or, or wanting to switch it up. Are you just not getting sponsorships? Pardon? Are you just not getting sponsorships? Kind of. So like I've had a, so I have a presenting sponsor on the show, which is Surf, which is actually where I work. And then um, Sounder just did ad reads. So, so that was that sponsorship. So that's my first ad read in the show because the show I never thought was big enough for getting enough downloads in the first week for it to make sense. Like I'm not going to someone and being like, yeah, you can sponsor my podcast for a month for $50. Like I'm just not interested in doing that. So I wasn't going to do an ad read until it kind of made sense. Um, but I've had Surf, which used to be known as True Fan. They've been sponsoring my show for almost two years now. And so how that happened was I had a, my own marketing business for about a year and a half my own agency and they were a client of mine first. And part of what the retainer I had with them was to edit their company podcast, but then they stopped their company podcast. And then they didn't know if they wanted to restart it. And if they were going to restart it, should it be a new show, the same show? If it's a new show, what's the format, who's the host. And they were going back and forth for a while. Then eventually the CEO just called me on the phone. He's like, look, can we just keep the retainer the same, but we'll sponsor your show instead of you editing ours. And I was like, cool. So I've had a sponsor on the show for like two years. Um, but now that I work for them, it's just a part of my day job. So I like, kind of got roped into that. Um, but in terms of like outside of that, cause that's like a, an interesting, like a not, an, it's an, a normal circumstance as to how that happened and how I got that sponsor. Um, in terms of like other businesses doing ad reads and stuff, this is the first one I did just this past month. Got you. Got you. Yeah. yeah. I, I have anchor and just because it's the only anchor's dope. I knew this, the only one I knew of at the beginning and I, it was pretty simple. So I just, I just stuck with what I know. It's free. It's simple. It it's owned by Spotify. So there's gonna be more stuff being put into it. Like that's how you get video podcasts on Spotify is through anchor now. So like anchor is also a really good option. Interesting. Okay. So do you, you have to pay for Simplecast? 
Yeah, it's like 15 bucks a month. Got you. Okay. Yeah. That makes more yeah. sense. Why, so, why have more that comes with it. <laughs> yeah. And then Sounders, I think Sounders like 13 though. So like this other one, which has more than my current one that I just learned about because they sponsored me has more. And so like, that's why I'm like, oh, I should have just, it's more for less. Like it's a couple bucks cheaper. And then if you pay it like for the whole year at once, it's even cheaper than that. I think it's like 10, 50 or something for like, so like 120 bucks or whatever for the year. And it's just a lot better. Like, I'm not just saying that because they sponsored me. Like I remember like I was trying to film the sponsorship thing and I was like looking at the script and they're like, or you could go off script if you want. And I was like, let me look at their website. And I was going through the website and I was like, damn, they got a lot here that like, I didn't realize. I didn't, and so I was, and I'm not just saying that because they sponsored my show. I'm just saying that because I think it looks dope. Got you. Yeah. You, you got any more questions? <laughs> any more questions? I mean, like, how do you guys know each other? Oh, we went to the same elementary school. Oh, no way. Yeah. So yeah. you guys go back. Yeah, yeah. And That's awesome. Live in the same city, things of that nature. So, yeah, you guys are in New York, right? You said New York. Yeah. 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 Well, I moved to Austin, like Austin, Texas, like two, three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, I go from New York to Austin, like back and forth. Okay. What led you to Austin? Uh, it's cheaper, way cheaper. Uh way cheaper than New York. Um, and just like something new, um, mm-hmm. the very friendly state, um, especially for like the field that I was like looking into. And it's really great, like real estate wise as well. Cause that's, that's another passion that I'm, I'm slowly getting into as well. Like I'll get, I'll get more like being in Texas where there's plenty of land, cheaper houses, than you know, a big city like New York, so it was it was just more pros for me being in Austin than New York. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I think moving out of the hometown is such a big thing, right? Like that, a lot of people like, you know, I've never like I kind of did it, but not really like, because I I live where I live now, and I lived here till I was nine. Then I lived in the middle of Canada when I was growing up. It's mm-hmm. so, like when I graduated, I moved back to Ottawa where all my family was minus my dad. And so like, I kind of left like my high school town, but like, which is like 15,000 people. So it was a small ass town, but like, um, I moved here. So it's like, I kind of did, but like I'm back where I was like, when I was a little kid, so it wasn't really the same, but my girlfriend and I are thinking of moving to Toronto next year, which would be like actually out of any, I've never lived there before. She never lived there before. So I'll be like, we have nobody there. So like, that'll be the big move. But, um, but yeah. And like, and so what do you guys do outside of the podcast? Because this isn't the thing yet, right? Like, this isn't the only thing you guys do. And say, what else did you have on the go? I work in digital marketing for a uh, gift-giving app. Nice. What's the app called? Gesture. Gesture? That's cool. I'm not so sure how it in Canada, though. I don't know. I don't know if we do. <laughs> no, I wasn't making a joke. I just really don't know. No, no, Virginia, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if we do, if I'm being honest. I, I've never heard of it before, so maybe not. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm pretty much retired. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had served in the military like for some time and then like I um I retired like medically. You know, like when you get fucked up, they just you know you, they kick you out and give you some money and it's like you you know, you're on your way. So um that's basically what I do. 
uh, and I've just been living off that. But you know, I have other side hustles and invest uh, in a lot of other things. I invest in a lot of other things, but uh, but yeah, just mainly mainly real estate right now. That's that's one of my main things that I'm I'm working towards. Um, like passive income is definitely a goal, and real estate is one of the best ways to have passive income. Just being a homeowner, being a landlord, so that's that's where I'm on the verge of right now. Yeah. That's fair. Being a land, uh, being like a landlord for sure, you know, cause like I've gone back and forth, like buying, do I buy or not, you know? And like, I think if I don't have anybody renting it, then it doesn't feel like passive income. You know what I mean? Like it still feels like I'm just losing money, you know? So like I, I haven't bought yet. I won't be buying for a little while, but, um, but if you're buying like, and you're renting out to people like a hundred percent, like then you're just, you're set, right? Like you get your mortgages covered plus a little bit. Then when you sell it after, like, you know, so I get that. The benefits. You, you never thought about moving to the U.S. I've thought about it a little bit. Like I look. I mean, I went. So when I went to New York a couple of years ago, I like looked at it and I was like, "Damn, that's expensive." Um, so not New York. Maybe not. Maybe in the future. I don't know. I'm gonna go to L.A. for the first time in a month or two. Um, so we'll see that. See what that's like. I've heard nothing but good things about L.A. Um, I've never been, but. Um, yeah so maybe but like not nothing too seriously at the moment in terms of moving um my girlfriend's also in school and so she'll lose her funding if we move like we've been together for five and a half years so so i say my girlfriend but like that could mean two weeks that could mean six years like you know what i mean so i always make that that clarification so we've been together for a while um so we can't move once until she's done because she loses her funding um so we want like she's in school for like ai engineering so it's pretty intensive too so like moving to a new country probably tough while trying to do that for school um but we're moving to toronto toronto's a pretty dope city for all things considered like up in Canada we say it's the closest thing to living in the states though living in the states is moving to Toronto um but uh so, so that's like I said we're moving, we're moving to Toronto hopefully in the summer we just got to find a place that makes sense um but and who knows maybe I'll be spending more time in LA in the coming months but um no like serious moves immediately but it's definitely not something I'm opposed to either if that makes sense oh uh, when are you when do you you said five and a half years? So, like, what's the holdup? Like, when when are you planning on putting a ring on it? Yeah, we're in no rush, man. I mean, like, I'm only 24, so I mean, like, she's only 24 as well. Um, we're we're the same age. We went to school. actually when I lived here before I moved away when I was like a little little kid. We were in like grade two together, um, and so that's how I met her when I moved back. I slid into the DMs on Facebook, man. It worked. Um, but um, yeah, we're we're in no rush. Like, she's in school. Like. Life's still like up in the air. We don't know where we're going to live and all that stuff. So we're just, we're not in a rush. We're just kind of vibing, we're having a good time. So like, we're, we're not too worried about it. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. So what, what, what made you decide to lock it down? Like being a dedicated relationships at a, such an early age. There was never a, like a big thought process. Like it was just like, I literally just hit her up on Facebook. It's where most relationships start. Right. Um, and then it just kind of like, went from there you know like it wasn't anything like it wasn't the intent right away but then like after we moved in together really really early like after because we were still in school i graduated she dropped out she didn't like what she was doing we were just kind of like doing nothing and we were like why don't we move in together okay and like there was never like a thought like whenever we make big steps like that it's always just like a random conversation and we're like well fuck it why not and so that was one of them where we were like why don't we just move in together and we're like yeah i don't really have anything else like why not and then just kind of like 
it's just and like from my understanding you're not supposed to move in together on a whim 10 months into your relationship but like we've made it work and like we've kind of like you know like every like we made it through covid and like all the things and so like it was never just like the that was never the intent from like day one but just kind of like over time we've just kind of gotten there Nah, I, I definitely feel you because me and my shoulder, we moved in like five, six months in. So, you know, <laughs> it's early, man. But if you can make it work, right? Like, you know, like it's, it's a good trial by fire if you guys can live together. You know what I mean? And but like, we also like, we hopped in real quick of like, we were, because our where we were living was pretty close. So for like four or five, maybe even six months before we even moved in, we were like back and forth every day. So we saw each other every day. So we kind of like, I don't know, we just, again there was never like any plan of like this is the long this is it you know what i mean but it was just like it just kind of over time just evolved and and we're we're still here today so that's just taking it day by day and, and got to five and a half years that's what's up bro we'll talk yeah yeah man but and like i said she's going into ai engineering so she'll be the she'll be i'll let her be the breadwinner and i'll just be a stay-at-home dad <laughs> i'm just kidding that's not in my but like <laughs> she's going into a, a wild industry like it's it's crazy what she's going into, but, but yeah. Nah, it's weird. Yeah. Congrats, man. You're Thank you, out. man. You have a lot of people that are really looking for. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess, you know? You never, you but, never, you never really thought, you know, go play the field a little bit, explore my options. I mean, not really, because like, because when you think about it, like most people are playing the field trying to find someone they can spend a lot of time with. You really have that, right? That's what I mean. So it's like, if I was to go play the field, I'd be just trying to find someone I could spend a lot of time with. And I found someone I could spend a lot of time with. So it's like, I would just be going back to square one. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I understand why people do that. And some like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I understand the appeal as well of, of being single and playing the field. I understand that for sure. Um, but for me, like, yeah, it just, it's not really something I, I need. So I also, even if like, knock on wood, we're all good. But like, even if I was like, I wouldn't have the time for that. Like mm. I sh- I'm too busy. So you should. should but, be. shouldn't have yeah. that in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, playing the field is, playing the field is, is cool until it gets boring. Until, yeah, until it gets boring. And like, everyone's talking to more than one person nowadays. And I'm just not built for that. You know what I mean? Like before you're officially dated, like that's just, I'm just not wired for that. It's like, I don't, it's not my vibe. So like, I just, I've got my person and and we're good. No, that's just stuff. I respect that. It's good to have yeah. that self-awareness. Yeah. Self-awareness is tough. You know, like I didn't, I didn't, it took me a little while to realize all these things, but like, I'm still figuring stuff out about myself now, you know, but like, that's part of life. It's better. I'm glad there's still more to figure out and I don't have it all figured out right now, you know? Yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah yeah guys but this is a lot of fun boys this is i'd, I'd do this again if you guys are ever looking for people oh, like absolutely you definitely seem like the guy we should be talking about <laughs> i appreciate that and then uh whenever we're, we're in canada because that's some that's a place we definitely want to get off our list and we've made a few connections in canada already so in the near future we'll definitely be down there yeah guys let me know let me know especially like toronto like if i'm living in toronto like toronto's probably the spot you guys will be looking at like it's the closest to new york maybe montreal i guess but like if you guys are ever up here you let me know what's that absolutely 100 